1: Hi villains and welcome to Further Love of Paul McGrath podcast and it's the it's the night after the night before I suppose but uh Premier League and I, and, and a footballer's life waits for nobody when the game's coming and ticking fast when you're when you're uh somewhat successful it means that we've come back again with another match preview today as Villa play Brighton at the weekend an early Saturday kickoff Paddy
0: yeah Brighton early half 12 uh as you say ticking fast now for the next 12 weeks or so till we see the end of the the um conference league group stages mm-hmm. hopefully that won't be the end of our involvement but uh yeah everybody a bit everybody's a bit flat after last night totally get it uh for for a number of reasons but uh yeah I, i'm good at you now i have to say I'm, I'm i'm good at a number of things that happened last night but um there's no point in in upsetting people anymore with, with my <laughs> my musings on it it's uh it, it is what it is. There was a number of mistakes made, in my opinion, and I think what well, the overriding emotion from last night is what well, we haven't back up it just isn't working. So we're going to have to go to the well with the players that we have if, if we're going to stay in Europe, if we're going to be competitive in the league as well at the same time. So uh, it's a tough few weeks ahead, but we we just got to soldier through it now and, and, and make do with what we have um, and hope that January brings... Some outgoings and some incomings because that's the only way we're going to survive with all these competitions. But what we got to make yeah. sure of all else is that we're competitive in the league and we're still in the U- Europa
1: Conference League
0: after Christmas.
1: Absolutely. And somebody just popped into the chat room there asking had we heard the the breaking news about Castor. I don't know if you've seen this, Paddy, but I'm just going to share it up on screen from the wonderful Villa Report um mm, 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 mm. so um oh sorry i'll go back there as well so essentially uh, there's a rumor going around that Aston Villa and castore expected to agree to an early termination of their contract there's an article out by matt law um which i i, I won't share just in case we get taken down for it for copyright but um, also Villa Report has reported that, as well as working on a long-term solution to remedy Villa's shirts for the remainder of the campaign, Castor are examining whether there are any short-term options for the men's and women's team for this weekend's game as well. I would imagine that the that the club could get a special dispensation to wear the training shirts. Um, whether the club would be, be willing to do that, whether they, uh, unless they're having the same situation, uh, maybe they. I I don't know what, what what the story is there, but um there was always gonna be like I know today it came out saying that there was no easy fix for this. Anyone I've spoken to said that there is an easy fix for this, but they you know that it mightn't happen for the weekend and, and nearly everyone that I spoke to said the easiest fix for this is somebody gets paid to not present to not be a short supplier next season. And um and that there will be there will be lawyers, I suppose. It was actually the, the phrase that was used. Um yeah. so yeah, yeah. Um look, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a monumental error. Um I
0: kind of got disrupted listening to uh, Rob Warner earlier today. Um who if you get a chance go back and have a listen to Claret and Blue or, or watch them on their YouTube. Rob is a very knowledgeable guy and all the information is there, but yeah, as you rightly say, it's it's the whole how do we rectify the situation that needs to be resolved. And while it's an easy fix for the, for the women's team to have to play at the weekend because they're playing Manchester United, they can wear the away strip or the third strip. They can't wear the away strip or the third strip against Brighton, who will be wearing blue and white stripes, I would presume, unless Brighton wear their away strip. So it doesn't seem to have the same effect with the away strip and the third strip. So that is one option open to to the women's team but for this weekend it looks like the men will have to wear the the home strip so look, I I don't know about you but I, I I find clingy material like even uncomfortable to to sit in and and you know just lounge around the house and everything needs to be big so I can't imagine how that must feel to have such you know wet and like you know, there's nothing worse than getting stuck out in the rain and having to sit in those clothes for an hour and a half. So I can only, only sympathise with the players. It can't be comfortable to be playing in. I don't think there's any excuse in it for losing games or anything like that. But, but like these, these are professional athletes and they deserve to be treated to the best possible equipment around them. And this
1: just hasn't happened with this one. Mm, yeah, and I know the current... Uh, owners are not the current owners, but I suppose the current custodians of the club at the moment are getting stick for for um some very valid reasons. But it's worth pointing out the Castore deal was signed under Pears Law, and it and somebody's popped it into the chat room there, and it said that there may have been links to Steven Gerrard, the owners of Castore, the um oh, I can't remember what their names are, Tom and uh Tom and Phil Behan or Behan, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. That's their names. They um uh, were born and bred in Merseyside, and um they were, yeah. So I'll put it this way, um. And in in, the, in fairness, the, the, in fairness, before this
0: gets out of hand, I do believe that this was signed
1: long before Gerard came in there. So I don't it, think yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. That that is true too. Yeah, because yeah. as as Rob Warner told us, the these deals are done eighteen to twenty four months in advance. Um. Yeah. They're donating to 24 months in advance so it's a uh, you know the, the, these like these shirts were signed off on two years ago mm-hmm. um so that's and that is worth pointing out as well because um and i know a couple of questions came up there as well saying how why is it taking so long for this to 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 arise people were making comments about this i suppose when we were when they were over in in uh in the states but maybe it was the unseasonably hot weather that they were playing in when they're over in the states. That was kind of always the reason. Because I remember, I remember from one of my podcasts from from the, the smoking area of a pub, Paddy, um, that uh, I remember I remarked on it. And I think I might have be been the second game, um, the second uh, your uh, game over in the states. I Remember um, I remarked on how how much sweat was coming off the players. And then it's just something that we've seen go on and on and on, even in. Whether it isn't exactly unseasonal at the moment, you know. So it's yeah. uh, look. It's not nice. It's not a nice thing to for to to have to do. Newcastle have already cut their agreement with Castore. Um Looks like Villa are going to do it now. But I suppose they're more like they, they will continue to wear the gear up until the end of the season. But it's the mm. more immediate, the more immediate fix. I think is what I think is what we what, what what people are more interested in.
0: Yeah, and look at my uh, unless they can get out of the contract legally without having to spend the money as long as they can supply a uh, a proper functional short until the end of their deal i'm absolutely fine with that but it, it it's it's uh, it's a case of now do we, do we nearly just bring back last year's kit and, and put the the current sponsor on it just for for this weekend that would make sense i'm sure there's plenty of them around that they could use but uh look we'll we'll, we'll have to wait and see and and the one thing we need to remember is we've nothing official from the club the club haven't even mentioned this officially on any platform whatsoever the players haven't said it officially on any platform mm. whatsoever so it's still it's still albeit reported by a, a reputable reporter there is still no um obvious response from the club regarding this so we don't know for sure if what's been reported is true
1: yeah yeah um, did you say that law wasn't a reputable reporter i'd like to have it on the record that he is <laughs> i said he's a reputable reporter <laughs> Oh. Uh, well, I wasn't sure, my audio went out there, that's why I wanted to clarify it there. I was there, right, yeah, there we have have... this podcast got out there with some Matt Losslander, <laughs> that's absolutely, yeah. can't have that at all, can't have that at all. Um, yeah. But anyway, let's
0: The only thing we have it from is from a reputable reporter. Is from a
1: reputable, yeah, my, my not, audio not, kicked
0: in and kicked out. Yeah, it's not from the club or, or anybody within the club, so um, we seem to be very quiet on, on a lot of fronts that people are looking
1: for answers from, and this is one of them. Absolutely, absolutely. Brighton at the weekend, Paddy. Robert. Uh, Robert. Uh, the Zerby comes to comes to town. Um, you know, there's 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 some managers that are 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 darlings. We have one of them, uh, Una Emery. Absolutely love it. The media seem to love. Uh, like there isn't a footballing podcast that that, that uh, speaks about football in general that isn't waxing lyrically about about the Zerby. um I'm Ange Postacoglu at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Fair play to Desirée. He has done some some great work at Brighton, uh, and that is fair to say. Um, but two good managers are going to come up against each other at the weekend and pit their wits against each other in the early game, as we said. Um, what do you kind of make of Brighton so far this season, Paddy? They've they've uh, you know they've come out of the blocks fast, and it's uh, it, it's you know we're not going to want to rest on our laurels like they've just beaten Manchester United three one. So. Uh it's it's going to be obviously be a tough game because they're a team on fire.
0: Mm. They have um they have you know had have a couple of blips on on their copy book there. They they lost to West Ham, they lost to AEK Athens in similar fashion as we did to, to Warsaw, and then of course they lost to Chelsea last night as well. But other than that, they've been they've been flawless all season. Um I would expect a similar performance for them at the weekend. The the they they've a couple out injured. They're missing uh, motor Milner, Inciso, and Pascal Gross. So um, the big question is over Evan Ferguson. I suppose he didn't play last night. No official line to say whether he's injured or rested. And a young striker like that, you would think that maybe he was rested um, ahead of a bigger games to come. But uh, look, they'll be um, they'll be strong. They'll be they'll be well organized, and it'll be a good solid test for us. And we're in the same situation as we were after after Warsaw last week. That we're now looking for a bounce, and you know the fact that these these games come a bit quicker. It's a good time to get a bounce and uh, put things back on the straight and narrow. Uh, heading into a home uh, European game next week, so fingers crossed that we can get this right, that we can get the the, the proper setup out on the pitch, and uh, go and get the three points again because we're in a really good position in the league.
1: Paddy, how many times have Brighton beaten Aston Villa in the last six meetings dating back to the 2021 season? I don't think they have, have they? Brighton have not beaten us mm-hmm. in, 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 since the 2021 season. Aston Villa have won four and we've drawn two. We've scored yeah, 10 we did, goals. We did They've a double four. last season, didn't we? We did. Uh, we won, um, won the last game won. before the World Cup and then we won the last match of the season. Both, both games 2-1. Yeah, both yeah. games 2-1. Um, no, that's obviously not a precursor. You know me and my history is not a precursor of what's to come. Uh, no. You pay respect to history and you learn from it, but it is never a precursor of what's to come. And 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 I think this Aston Villa team, like, I I, th- uh, I I am Mr. Optimistic when it comes to games. And and spoiler alert, I'm no different in this game as well. I think Villa can go out and beat this team. Like to a man, I think we have, I think we've a better one to eleven than their than than their eleven. But they're so well coached. They're so used to playing with each other, and they just don't really make mistakes. And that's mm. that's a recipe for absolute um absolute brilliance, you know. They're like yeah. their back four, their back four is likely to be something along the lines of like you're gonna have Lewis Dunk in the midfield in in, in center half, you're gonna have Webster in there, probably. Yeah. You're gonna have Veltman, you're gonna have a you know, a like yeah. very, very, very industrious players, like very good players. Don't get me wrong, I'm not denigrating any of them at all, but they're as a unit, they're way better than the sum of their parts. Same with mm-hmm. Billy Gilmore and Dahoud, who was probably going to be in there. They're going to play the two, the two pivots again. Two players picked up off the off the scrap heap, but fit the system and fit the uh, and and have the attributes that fit into the system very very well. Then you look behind behind uh, Evan Ferguson. You're likely to have Matoma, probably Danny Welbeck, maybe in there. Sonny Marsh, you know, once again, hmm, Bonatti, yeah, exactly, yeah, somebody like that. Once again the The unit is very, very good. now, obviously, you know, Matoma we get' would walk into a lot of teams in the Premier League. You'd walk into our team, but like the unit is what's most important, I think, for this Brighton team, and then they've completely you not know, really struck gold with a uh, an and an eighteen an year old striker who who looks like he's got the world at his feet up top and Evan Ferguson. Mm-hmm. so fair play to Brighton, you know they've stuck to their guns. Like it, it, there's 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 a lot of players there that two years ago, if they would moved to Aston Villa, people would have turned their nose up at them. But when they're in that Brighton team, they are absolutely fantastic. You know, the you talk about them, well, not you, but people talk about the Moise Casados, the the McAllisters, all these all these guys. It's the Lewis Dunks, the Websters, the it's and the Sunny Marshes. That's what has yeah. has kept Brighton a force in the Premier League and. Uh, and we have to, it's just like it's it's I've got so much respect for them for, for um for the longevity that a lot of those players have within that team and within this league. And I think I think the overriding thing here is, and regardless of what you think of what those
0: players have to offer, is that they give you a game no matter no matter who they have out there. There there were there was one game last year, I think it was Newcastle spanked them, did they they score five against them towards the end of last season? And everyone was in total shock. Um, that doesn't happen to this team. They're, they're well-organised. They're very hard to break down. And as we found out last night, regardless of who you're playing against, if a team is well-organised, you can't break them down. You can't get the goals early on that you, you want to go and get. So it's going to be a game of chess. They're two really good managers, two really well-organised sides. Um, and, and look, as you say, they deserve all the plaudits that they get and all the respect that they're going to get this weekend. And I I expect a really really tough game, and I'm not expecting three points so far. Or I might change my mind when it comes around to the team sheet tantrum when we see who they have available to them. But uh, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a difficult
1: game no matter what way you look at it, and they will be very very hard to beat. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I still think though, that any team that comes to Villa Park is is an underdog, regardless of who they are. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. You know, and and like streaks are there to be broken i think i saw that in the comment in, in in the comments there a moment ago but we're on a very very good streak at home you mm-hmm. know i'll be yes, lost we'll in the league cup or whatever but you know that team was what it was um and the team would be completely and utterly changed it would be a different team at the weekend um sorry so Kat, Kat is, uh
0: pulling me up in the comments there it was everton that actually spanked them in uh the back end of last season, I've completely absolutely. forgotten. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. That was it. But, yeah, so I, I, I'm i I'm actually more optimistic about this, I think, than most people in the comments as well. Um, and the, the optimism I have for this is just that, look, I suppose I'm just going to come out and say it, that, like, last night was shite. It really was. And there's no getting away from it. But it's a completely different competition that we're going to be playing on Saturday. We are going to be a completely different team they're going to be completely different opposition, and like I don't know, it's just under Unai Emery, we have to like if if we've learned anything from the end of last season, we can compartmentalise poor poor performances, and then we get our our first eleven out in the field. We tend to be resolute. Yeah, are we are we are we massively f- um, flamboyant? No. Are we? Are we a team that that will, that will grab you by the by by the nutsack and, and, and drag you over into the corner because we're that alluring? No, we're not, and we weren't at the end of last season either. Remember as well, last season we were dropping five and six back into into defense as well. Um, during the during the under or the US tour, we were it like things looked really nice. It was nice and it was so slick, slick and everything good, was, yeah, great was great and you know it was, but it was it was essentially ex- exhibition games when the when the chips are on the table. We we need to be getting more resolute, and we do need to get more resolute. And I think mm-hmm. at home we have been pretty resolute, you know, with with the fact that we're on this winning streak in the league. So I have to have faith that uh, that our team is going to go out there and put in a way better performance than they did against Everton in the League Cup. And you know, with the players we have, we should be able to go out and put in a disciplined performance there. But as I say, you know, we are playing against a really really good team. You notice I haven't said that I'm confident of winning. I'm confident of a, of a better performance and a good performance at, at the weekend.
0: Oh yeah, um, and look, I, I was I was in exactly the same position um, this time last week after losing to Warsaw that I I really flat going into the weekend. And look, look what we managed to to pull out of the bag a win away at Stamford Bridge, which regardless of how good this Chelsea team are, it's very very hard to do. But we got there so the team will be stronger than it was last night yeah i'm still hurting from last night i'm still a bit flat but you gotta have the hope that we can go and turn things around at the weekend the the fan base is it is a little bit deflated for a number of reasons and um, what's going on with the the hospitality you know what's going on with the kids there's there's a number of different things going on at play and i'm not going to get into them now but all all we can do is turn up on saturday i'd love to be going and and get behind the team now because that's that's what we need to do because regardless of how pissed off you are um and people voted with their feet last night and i totally get that as well they're very disappointed with the price point that was put on the 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 tickets last night so um hopefully everybody turns up tomorrow gets behind the team and and we can roar them on to another three points and above all else a really good performance hopefully
1: Everybody, people will turn up tomorrow on on course Saturday. They will okay. turn up on Saturday. Like of course they will. It was that was voting with your feet for that one specific game that people got for free previously, and uh, fair play to them. As I say, it's uh, it's 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 their prerogative. I don't want it to be lost in the in in the in the wash as well, though, guys. You know, I'm just seeing some comments there as well. You know that we're hit and miss. Four out of the eight games have been poor. Unai Emery has said, has is on record as saying the league is his focus, and we have one of the best starts that we've had in the league mm. in in quite some time at twelve points. So while that isn't buttering any parsnips in silverware, and I completely get it, I read a great a, a great tweet during the, during the day today that said no one remembers if you finish ninth or seventh or or sixth or whatever, but they remember silverware, and that is one hundred percent true. And I'm not excusing the fact there, but the league is quite important to Unai Emery as well maybe the mm. league cup wasn't i don't i don't uh, uh i don't excuse the Le- the of warsaw um when i do excuse the Legia warsaw I result considering that's a difficult place to go but i still thought we should have got something from that game as well and um but and we probably would have
0: would have, have complemented players we probably would have and look what everybody seems to forget here is that we've lost a huge leader in tyrone mings a leader amongst men, and that I will keep going back to it. Mm. That will be the one part of this season that will define the season. Unfortunately, what what could have been if we had this man around to to help Pel Torres uh, fit into this team and fit in solidly, to to lead those around him and you know lead that high line and speak, and uh, you know just be the Tyrone Mings that he has come to be a legend of the club. So he is a huge loss to us. And we've, we, we, we've got to be a little bit, um, what's the word? A little bit lenient on, on the management team that they've, they've had that loss because it's too hard to replace in, in such a a short period of time. We brought in Clement Langley, um, an international footballer, a French international footballer, world cup winner. So, we, we we just got to get behind the process. I know it's hard after after losing last night. I'm as pissed off as everyone else. But if if we can get the the happy medium between resting a couple of players on a Thursday night and going out and winning every second Sunday after a European game, I think we'll all be very happy. But I, I just think we need to be in a similar position that we're in in the league come the turn of the year and to be still in Europe and I think everybody at this point, having lost last night, would take that at this stage. And that's what we got to be hopeful for. And that's what we got to trust. This process is where it's going to bring us. If we go out and lose to Mostar next Thursday night by playing a deflated team, I, I think there'll be hell to pay. I think people will be genuinely I- pissed off.
1: I, I think my I think my reserved post match uh or like I had last night would be very severely tested if we went out and lost the ones But still, yeah. once again, every single team on this planet deserves the respect. Given that we couldn't go out and beat Stevenage in the cup last year, that is like while you can still be be reserved and you don't have to be spitting feathers after games, um, and you can be you know you, you can be reserved in that aspect. Prior to games, you still need to give every team the respect. But, uh, yeah, I think, look, my I, I text you as well today, Paddy. No matter what team you are, specifically uh, specifically this Aston Villa team, you've got to learn how to play three games in six days. It's yeah. tough, like. It's tough. And uh, I know people will say, well, we got to start our, our first 11. We can't rotate. And I'm not making excuses, Freddie. I'm just telling you exactly how I think. Um, like, three games in six days is a lot. So, like, if you're going to be playing at this time, at this at this time in the season, it's it's probably even worse now at this time in the season because you know you don't want to have lots of players go down early in the season and right after season straight away. You want to manage minutes. You at the coming towards the end of a season, that's where you take a risk with somebody who might be eighty percent because he might might have that magic sparkle in him because you've got something on the line. But now you need to keep it tight. You need to try and keep it, keep it somewhere kind of coherent. You need to keep people, you need to mind people. You do and player management is huge at this time of the season and and you need to learn and players bodies need to acclimatize to play three games in six days. I know maybe there will be a cohort of people who would say they get paid enough. They can play 60 games a, a season. So sure, my young lad plays five games a week or whatever. It's completely different it's completely different and um, player welfare well, yeah. is is huge you know yeah it is, well, it it is completely different, but tough. when 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 we're under the cash we're going to need to go
0: to the well with the players that we have the players are going to need to step up and, and be able to play those games it, it to, a, to a case where we're 60 65 minutes in on a Thursday night and we're training it up against Mostar. and then the changes come then Omari Kellyman comes on then we we bring on uh we play John McGinn at left back. That's when you make those decisions, not, not, not to start off with. Um, but we're, we are going to need the nucleus of that team playing every game between now and the 1st of January, because we need, we need to be in a challenging position on all fronts taken aside last night, because we're, we're, we're going to build a huge big stand behind that goal. And, you know, it, it, it won't take long for people to walk off that waiting list and go, I'm not bothered. So we need to be competing. We need we need I'm to be in a position. Sell, we need to be able to sell those seats. So um, I think it's important. I think they may have learned their lesson from the last two weeks. I'm hoping that's the case and we can push on and starting with one step at a time. We're getting something out of this game at the weekend, I, I would I would gladly take a draw at this stage, having not seen what two teams are being put out. But it's gonna to be tough. It's it's our it's our biggest
1: home test so far. So let's see what he has in the tank. Absolutely. Jet Jet, you're asked when do we play three and six? We played last Thursday, Sunday, and then and then Wednesday. That's how I was I'm, referring to the last three games we're in are in um in six we're, days we're in, yeah we're in six days yeah yeah, yeah. which as I, like i don't care who who you are as a manager you and as a squad of players that will test you because specifically if you're flying from poland then you're uh you're you're down to chelsea and you're back up to like even traveling rest days stuff like that you need to learn how to play get, play um, three games in six days um i feel anyway i do feel that mm-hmm. um yeah, look, it's 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 going to be a tough one. We will be back with a team sheet tantrum at the weekend. Um, t- an early one, Paddy. Eleven twenty Irish time. 11. 11. 20. Eleven twenty Irish time when the team sheet will be announced. We'll we'll, we'll hop on for that, and then we'll be back with a post match afterwards. Hopefully, we'll be jubilant. Um, as you said, <coughs> as you said, this is a stern test, and 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 that's very obvious, you know. But it it is still worth pointing out, a stern test against the team that are really banging form. Um, third in the league, three points off top, uh, three points ahead of us in the league and a team that are really hitting form with some really good players there. So uh, we need to be on our toes and uh, and ha- have, you know, have the head screwed on for this one, because in games where we've looked disinterested or in games where we've tried to play or maybe gone out and played at 80 percent, it's just not been good enough. So we're a team that needs to play at 100 percent. And uh, I hope to see that this weekend and Saturday at t- uh, uh, lunchtime. Thanks very much, everybody, for watching. Thanks for listening. If you're listening back to this afterwards, I'll say it again. I haven't said it in a while. um, I really appreciate all the time that you guys give us here on the podcast. Um, And if you guys aren't subscribed to the audio podcast as well, don't got to listen back to us because bad enough having to listen to us once. But if you even just subscribe in the audio podcast, there's quite a cohort of people that uh, that listen to the audio, um, listen, listen back to this on audio. And uh, if you subscribe to that, that gets the algorithm kicking off for more people to see the see the podcast. You don't even have to listen to it. It just uh, helps us out, as does hitting the thumbs up on this podcast as well. So thanks a million for your time. We will be back on Saturday morning with an early team sheet tantrum. But in the meantime, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa.
0: Podcast Network.